Secretary for August 8th, 2023 is now called to order. Roll call, please. Thank you, student delegate Toe. Yes. Can you hit the button once? Oh. Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Alexander? Here. Commissioner Fisher? Here. Commissioner Lamb, Commissioner Matamidi, Commissioner Sanchez? Here. Vice President Wiseman Ward, President Bogus? Here. Thank you. Okay, and as we get started, just an announcement about public comment. Uh, this evening, public comment on all items will be heard under Section F, public comment. This includes public comment for agenda items and non-agenda items. A speaker card must be turned into staff in order to speak uh, before public comment. Uh, just again, to remind folks that we are no longer allowing public comment uh, after our items, but actually at the beginning of the board meeting uh, for this meeting. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, and at this time, we'll go to item B. Uh, we will, before the board goes into closed session, I will call for speakers on the closed session items listed in the agenda. There will be a total of five minutes for speakers. Are there any speakers for public coming at this time? There are none in person. All right, seeing no speakers, uh, I now recess this meeting. Do we want to check virtually? Yeah. No virtual public speakers. Thank you for that, Commissioner. Uh, so now at 5.02, I recess this meeting to close session. TV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television. SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
of student JH versus SFUSD OAH number 202305050715. The board, by a vote of six yeses and one absence, Commissioner Lamb, gives the authority of the district to pay up to the stipulated amount. In the matter of student AM versus SFUSD OAH number 202304-0569, the board by a vote of five yeses, one absent, uh, Commissioner Lamb, one recusal, uh, Commissioner Fisher, uh, the board gives authority of the district to pay up to the stipulated amount. In the matter of student EH versus SFUSD OAH number 202305017, the board by a vote of six yeses, one absence, Commissioner Lamb gives authority of the district to pay up to the stipulated amount. In the matter of student TE versus SFUSD OAH number 202306-0597, the board by a vote of six yeses, one absence, Commissioner Lamb gives the authority of the district to pay up to the stipulated amount. In the matter of Norway versus SFUSD, San Francisco Superior Court case number CGC, to two five nine nine one nine nine. San Francisco Superior case number read that the board by a vote of six yeses, one absence, Commissioner Lamb gives authority of the district to pay up to the stipulated amount. Just give me one moment. Sorry, one, one additional. On a vote of six yeses, one absence, Commissioner Lamb, the board authorizes legal counsel to accept uh, mediator's proposal and the recommended amount. Uh, and with that, that will end the readout from closed session. Good evening, this is Kirk, one of your sign language interpreters. Please make me and Lixa, L-I-X-A, the other ASL interpreter, uh, co-host for the meeting. Thank you. Have we had translation uh, do the readout and things yet? Okay, why don't we uh, go to that uh, next before we move forward? SFUSD is offering interpretation services in Spanish and Cantonese. If you need interpretation, please dial the following phone number. After dialing, please introduce the PIN number. This message will be repeated in Spanish and Cantonese. Buenas tardes. El Distrito Escolar Unificado de San Francisco ofrece servicios de interpretación en el idioma español. Si necesita interpretación... Si necesita interpretación por medio de Google Meet, por favor marque el siguiente número telefónico seguido de la clave de acceso. 1-319-382-9676. Por favor, introduzca la clave 
996-976, seguido de la tecla numeral o tecla gato. Gracias. Cantonese interpreter, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. SFUS, SFUSD will, will provide closed captioning and American Sign Language ASL interpreter services throughout today's board meeting. Live transcription can be found here, https colon backslash backslash www.streamtext.net backslash player question mark event equal sign SFUSD dash board attendees who wish to provide public comment to the board and would like interpreters interp an interpreter can use a Q&A box in the zoom app to type their name or handle and list the dis and name the item or items on the agenda they would like to comment on the attendee will need to have a functioning camera in order to communicate with the interpreter and board when it's the attendee's opportunity to provide comment the zoom host will promote the attendee to panelists and in, and enable the attendees video that concludes our uh, service interpretation services thank you so much for that um and next we will go to item d our land acknowledgement uh, and i will read that now we, the San Francisco Board of Education, acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place as well as for all people who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community and by affirming, the, uh, and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. And with that, we will transition to the approval of board minutes for the regular meeting of June 20th, 2023. President Bogus, I do have one small correction to the board minutes when it's appropriate. Thank you. Let us get our motion, our second, then we'll take corrections. Uh, may I have a motion in a second? So moved. Second. Thank you. And then we'll go to Vice President Wise and Ward with corrections. Thank you. Um, page nine of the minutes on the um, committee uh, reports for commissioners. It indicates that I appointed Narisha Ambers. Her name is actually Narissa, N-E-R-I-S-S-A. So just wanted to make sure that was corrected. Noted. Thank you so much. 
Okay, seeing no other notes, calls for corrections, we will call for a roll call vote on this item. Mr. Steele. Thank you. Student Delegate Simpson. Here. Thank you, Student Delegate Tower. Um, yes or no on the minutes today? Or abstain, if you haven't yet. Abstain. Thank you. Student Delegate Tower. Here. We're doing a yes or no vote on the minutes, or you can abstain if you, you don't feel comfortable at the moment. Abstain. Thank you. Commissioner Alexander. Yes. Commissioner Fisher. Yes. Uh, Commissioner Lamb. Commissioner Matamidi. Yes. Commissioner Sanchez. Yes. yes. Vice President Wiseman Ward. Yes. President Bogus. Yes. Success. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and with that, we will transition into our next item, which is the superintendent's report. But before we do that, I will just make a note about public comment, which is coming a little bit later in the meeting. Um, this evening, public comment on all agenda items will be heard under section F, public comment. This includes public comment for agenda items as well as non-agenda items. Uh, so if you would like to speak, please give a speaker card to staff before we get to that item. Uh, once again, reminding folks that we will not be having public comment after the agenda items. It will all be happening at the beginning of the meeting under item F. So if you would like to give public comment today, you should do that during item F or else you will have to give public comment a different day. Commissioner Fisher, do you want to ask a question or bring something up? Yes, I just, again, as I've stated in the past, want to object to including all comments with public comments. Um, I believe, as do many members of the public, that the most informative feedback from our educational partners comes after they have listened to the presentations and information provided with each agenda item, and that that's when we get some of our best feedback. And lumping all public comment in the beginning of the agenda means the public will be commenting on items without the full context of what staff members and others say during the presentation. Our questions, our feedback. Um, public comment will be less informed and potentially longer and maybe not as relevant. And until we've provided alternative methods for our partners to fully engage, as we've promised to do over this past year, but not actually done, it seems like this is a mechanism to further limit community engagement. So I would respectfully request for future meetings that we move back to having comment with each information and action item. Thank you for that, Commissioner Fisher. And if the public has thoughts about public comment that they want to share, they definitely can direct those to me or to the board office. And we definitely want to work to improve our practices. So I think all feedback is helpful and we can definitely take that into consideration, Commissioner Fisher, as we move forward. Uh, and with that, we will go to our superintendent's report. Thank you, President Bogus. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the 23-24 school year. I'm very excited to start the year. Um, I'm beginning my second year as superintendent, and this is my uh, first board meeting. And uh, really, it's been, it was a great first year, but I'm very excited about how we're starting this coming school year. Um, we, if you go to the next slide, uh, I spent a lot of time last year and, and at the very first meeting I shared my plan to do a listening and learning and went out and uh, went to schools, had town halls and got to know the district. 
Uh, but this year, I'm starting and we with a laser-like focus on our goals for student learning. And that's what was so um, wonderful about last year is we went through a very thoughtful process to establish our focus as a district. And it's on our vision, values, goals, and guardrails. And for me as an educator, uh, I'm wanting to make sure that we're supporting our students' learning and that they're reaching the goals we set for them. And so you see here uh, our five-year goals. And um, I have interim goals that we're working on this year. And this is a, the focus of what we're doing as a district now, as well as working towards our guardrails, which is how we operationalize our values, how we make sure we're living our values as we work towards these goals. So uh, again, excited to start this year in this place where we're very clear on what our charge is and, and what we need to do as a district. Um, and so uh, then next week we get to, if you go to the next slide, we get to, oh yeah, my clicker here. Uh, we have, uh, uh, we get to welcome back our students and our, our families to school. Wednesday's the first day of school. We know we're starting in the, the middle of the week. Our teachers come back on uh, Monday for professional development and Tuesday uh, to set up their classrooms. And then we'll welcome back our students and looking forward to having uh, the kids back in school and seeing their smiling faces and eager and ready to learn. Um, as we start the school year, you know, when I shared I listened and learned last year, one of the things I learned is that it can feel very hard to navigate the district and not clear how to get the support that families uh, or, or community members need to, uh, to, to, again, be able to just understand how we're operating or if they have a particular question. And so uh, we're starting the year with a real intentional effort to become a more accessible and welcoming district. So what you see here is a picture of our the front of the district office. Um, we now have a receptionist there who will welcome you. Uh, and more importantly, who will pick up the phone if you call. So if you call our district line and, and press zero, that she's there, uh, Tasha's there to answer the call. Uh, but we know sometimes you're looking for specific information, and so we've updated our website to have a, um, a clear department directory, and we're working to put in place the expectation that every phone number has somebody who answers it, or if they don't answer it because they might be on another call, uh, that the, the voicemail is being checked and that, that uh, the community member or family member is getting a, a response right away. And if you want to understand how we're operating as a district, um, and we do have a new leadership team. Uh, under our leadership team, you'll see the cabinet. Uh, so when the cabinet is the senior leadership team that, that when you have questions or concerns you, about where we're going as a district, you can be in touch with us. And then you can also click on our organization charts and we have for every um, division and department, the organization charts. So you understand what falls under what area. Um, and we'll be continuing to uh, uh, add information to this. So right now we have the organization charts. Um, and so you can see again, who, who does what, but what exactly, you know, uh, are the services that are in the uh, different departments that are being provided. And, um, and then also with our uh, reception area, again, making it so that it's welcoming when you come in and you know where to go. So you can continue to look for these efforts to make us a, an accessible and welcoming district. Um, and so while uh, our students, many of our students were on summer break this summer, um, we did have students who participated in many of our summer learning programs. And I wanna highlight two programs I got a chance to visit this summer. 
Uh, we had a Black Star Rising program. This is for rising uh, eighth graders going into, uh, rising ninth graders. So um, African-American eighth grade students are going into ninth grade. And it's a math science focused program where students uh, are learning math and learning how to apply with uh, the math in their science project. This year it was to develop a glider and they had a competition at the end to see how far the gliders would, would go. And it was really neat to hear, I visited a classroom, hear the kids incorporating the math into their, into their project, understanding like what's the angle the wings need to be at to create the greatest amount of lift. Um, and then they went down to UCSF where they, uh, where they launched their, their gliders. I know Commissioner Matamidi's son got to participate in the, the pro I mean, Commissioner Fisher, yeah. Uh, both, have, both have rising, uh, rising uh, ninth graders, but, uh, oh no, you don't, but anyways. Commissioner, Commissioner Fisher, uh, uh, Commissioner Fisher's son was, uh, was uh, in the program. And uh, again, and really, um, really appreciate the rigor uh, that we, we offer during this program. And it was neat to talk to the families who shared uh, what they saw their students learning this summer. And one mom spoke to me about how much more confidence her daughter is going into high school with now that she had this extra opportunity to learn some more math and science. So that was neat. And then we also, um, over the summer, served many of our newcomer students in our uh, summer academy for integrated language learners. And here we have students who have been in the country for less than two years, uh, not only just uh, uh, learning English, but also learning content, getting additional high school credits. And I got to be in a, in a classroom where our students were practicing how to strengthen each other's arguments and really talking to each other about what makes a, a good argument. So I was just neat to see the, what's, um, the programs that we offer in the summer because we know for many of our students, the learning needs to continue year round. Uh, and then lastly, just want to end as we get to uh, the beginning of the school year, just a big appreciation for our staff uh, who work so incredibly hard and I know are going to make it a very welcoming day for our, our students on August 16th. So thank you, staff, for all that you do for our students in SFUSD. And that concludes my report. Thank you very much, Superintendent. Uh, and with that, I will pass it back to you to introduce the student delegates for the student delegate report. All right, this year I'm uh, proud to welcome two new student delegates to, um, to the uh, Board of Education and our student delegates contribute uh, a lot to the discussions and your voices really matter to the work that we do because we're doing this work for you all. So I'd like to welcome them and they're gonna introduce themselves and share a brief update. Thank you, Dr. Wayne. Hi everyone, my name is Megan and I'm the district elect student delegate. Hello everyone, my name is Lenani and I am the SAC elect student delegate. And we're very excited to serve all of the students in our school district and we just want to let everyone know that the Student Advisory Council applications are open. You can access them and find the link to apply at, at the SAC's Instagram, which is at SFUSDSAC on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you, and appreciate you representing, you represent all the students in the district, but also if you want to share what, what high schools you attend and what grades you're in. I'm currently a rising senior at George Washington High School. I am a rising senior at Rivasawa School of the Arts. Great, thank you, welcome.
Welcome, uh, student delegates. We're so lucky to start with you and excited to endeavor with you over this next year as we do a lot of hopefully good things to make the school district better. Uh, and with that, we will transition to item E, and I will call on Dr. Wayne to provide a payroll state of emergency update. Okay. So last year, I had to declare a state of emergency to address our payroll issues. And while we've made a lot of progress, uh, we still have a, many issues to address. And so I made a commitment to continue to report our progress at each regularly scheduled board meeting. And so I want to make sure that I'm following through on that commitment. And uh, we had, um, and I shared many times last year that what does it look like to have uh, fully fixed um, uh, empower system, uh, our payroll system, and these are the indicators that we're looking for, uh, that there are you know, fewer than 25 payroll errors, we're resolving the issues, we're fully staffed, and you know, we can take care of the challenges that, that come up. And we've been, uh, we know it's going to take a while to reach that fully fixed stage, so we've been identifying uh, some 90-day uh, KPIs and monitoring our progress on that. And like I said, I'm committed to sharing our progress uh, no matter how we do. And in this last 90 days, we did not do as well as we needed to um, on our key performance indicators. And so I just want to speak through where we are and what, um, what happened. And so, um, and so for the, actually these, uh, um, it's actually the other way around. For the new tickets are resolved within uh, 10 days. We were close to that target. Uh, and then the overall ticket backlog, uh, getting less than 1,000, we did not approach that target. And so what happened? So here what you see is the 90 days that, that we're covering. And we started that time at uh, about 3,000 tickets. Uh, and so again, these are tickets that employees submit for questions, concerns, or if they need help for for an issue. And then what the zero line shows, if you see the, the zero line, what that's saying is each day, are we getting in more tickets than we, than, uh, are we closing more tickets than we get in? If we close more tickets than we get in, the line's gonna go down. If we uh, close fewer tickets than we get in, the line's gonna go up. So we were on target to meet our KPI as we were working through May. But then you can see we had a spike that went towards the end of May into June that now we've, we've been able to bring it back down. And so we hit some roadblocks during these 90 days for a few reasons. So one is, um, as we got to the end of the year, there are a lot of issues with kind of closing out the end of the year that our employees wanted to make sure that we addressed. This is also the time that uh, is very challenging for our operations at the end of the year, our very, very busy time. So whereas certificated staff members, you know, we go on summer break, for business services and human resources, this is when they're closing the books and when they're um, uh, when we're working on our hiring for the next school year. And what we're seeing is, secondly, we're dealing with a lot of now complex cases that require more than just a case management team to resolve, because these are issues that need some of our subject matter experts in human resources and in payroll to address them. And again, as I said, this is a busy time for them. And you know, when when Thinking about these complex cases, it, it, you know, we had a lot of improvement in the first uh, from November to May, right? We went from 12,000 down to 3,000 tickets. And so I'm a, uh, when I was younger, I was a swimmer in high school and I swam 50 yards. And, and I remember I, when I uh, was improving, I went from 30 seconds for 50 yards to 26 seconds. 
Uh, and that was actually easier than going from 26 seconds to 25 seconds because that last push was really difficult. And I feel like that's where we're in now. We, we you know, cleared out a lot of the easier issues, but we're in this push that now we're dealing with more complex cases and, it, and we're seeing in this period it's going to take more expertise to, uh, to resolve them. And then lastly, there are some other issues that came up during this time that we, frankly, we made the decision to have our functional teams prioritize. For example, uh, we recently settled with several of our bargaining partners, um, our labor partners, uh, com uh, uh, Common Crafts and UASF, and we wanted to implement those. And so that took the team's focus on that, which was a priority, but it meant we weren't able to resolve the tickets as much. And again, you can see we got close to the 10-day goal of um, we're down to 13 days is the average time a ticket stays open. We did make progress in hiring and want to appreciate the work of our human resources department uh, on getting our positions filled. So we did meet that KPI. We still have vacancies, um, but we, we uh, were able to meet our target of filling vacancies in that area. And then la um, lastly, we had the KPI of, um, oh, let me, lastly, we had the KPI uh, having a clear date for stabilization. And as we were working on the, the we had identified our issues in work packages, we recognized we needed to uh, I, I adjust how we're addressing the issues so we can make sure that we're solving some of the systemic issues, uh, uh, you know, alongside some of the, the key pain points. So all that's to say, what you're not seeing from me today is what's the next 90-day KPIs? Because I think through this process, we realize we need to make sure that if we're sending a KPI, we are clear on what's going to be needed to meet it, and we put the resources in place to get that accomplished. So you'll hear in my next update where we're going for the next um, 90 days. So in spite of uh, not having made the progress we wanted to see, I just did want to step back for a second and just say, we are in a very different place than we were a year ago. Um, I remember when I started in San Francisco, you know, I came in aware that there were uh, payroll challenges and, um, and so knew that this was gonna be something we needed to focus on, but wasn't prepared and, uh, and to confront what we were facing at that time of how many people weren't getting paid correctly and how our systems were just not set up to support our staff. And so I came, something that surprised me greatly was that teachers needed and other certificated staff needed to fill out time cards on a daily basis. My, my previous district and practically every district is usually what's called exception-based pay. Um, and so where, where you only have to put in when you're absent, not when you're present. And we want our teachers and other certificated staff focusing on their lesson planning, not on putting in time like that. And we want our principals focused on instructional leaders, leadership, not having to support that. And I will say, I naively, I think, said at a board meeting, well, this is something we need to fix right away, and I expect it to happen, you know, tomorrow. And, um, you know, then I learned the challenges we were facing. And as we brought on new staff for a new school year, their first time being onboarded in power, it just led to needing to declare the state of emergency. But this year, we are at least able to start with um, our certificated staff being back on exception-based pay. Um, and, no, and, and again, having a much clearer idea of what we need to do to make uh, to try to do right by our employees and make this work for us. So, um, so again, you know, a lot of work to go. Uh, a lot, we still have a lot of work to do, but there, you know, there has been progress. And no, you have my continued commitment to make this work for us uh, as a district because we need to focus, as I said, on our goals, which is what we're really here for.
Um, so that concludes my report. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Superintendent, for the update. Uh, and with that, we will go to item F, which is public comment. Uh, I believe we will start with public comment from students, and then we will transition into public comment on non-agenda items and public comment on agenda items. And so let's see if we have cards from students in person or virtually. Thank you, President Bogus. I do not have any speaker cards for students in person. If there are any here, you can bring them up now. It doesn't appear so. You can check uh, on Zoom, please. Please raise your hand if you're a student and you'd like to share your public comment at this time. Seeing no hands raised. Okay, thank you for that. Um, and so with that, we will transition into public comment for non-agenda items for folks in person. Great. Thank you, President Bogus. We do have three uh, for non-agenda items, uh, Rex Ridgeway, uh, Supriya Ray, and Selena Chu. You can step to the dice. And a lot of time for a public comment uh, for one minute. Okay, now one minute each. I am ready. Uh, Rex Ridgeway, uh, the rising star. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Superintendent Wayne, because it was an article in the San Francisco Chronicle that was great. It, it highlighted that Ali created a rising star, a, a, a rising black star, black rising star. And I was happy to see that. I didn't even know it, it existed, but that's a great uh, program that motivated me uh, to come here for my public comment. The elevator, the Amanek, the spark plug the keychain, the air conditioning uh, unit, the gas mask, peanut butter, the lunch pail, uh, pencil sharpener, folding bed, folding chair, tricycle, lantern, doorknob, doorstop, mailbox, eye protector, guitar, the ironing board, fire extinguisher, the mop, the hand stamp, the fountain pen, the baby buggy, and the egg beater were all inventions by African-Americans. Our kids in this district can do Algebra 1. They can do math. We have to focus on that, and I just want to bring that to the attention that we can do it. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, my name is Selena Chu, and nice to see everyone again. I hope you had a great summer. Um, so I'm back here again. Um, hopefully tonight's meeting will be a little bit more boring. <laughs> So um, I just want to advocate for some of the parents um, who um, actually share information with me and wanted me to give a voice here uh, for a Zoom option to continue. Uh, many of them appreciate, um, you know, the Zoom option because they do have a busy schedule. Some are home caring for, um, you know, their their parent, their own parents, um, and also caring for kids. So they're not able to come out and join in person. So if you can continue to discuss and uh, consider keeping the Zoom options um, in the future, that'll be much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Supriya Ray. I just wanted to say um, congratulations first to the student delegates. It's great to see you here. 
And thanks to uh, Superintendent Wayne and the staff for working on improving communications. It's just so helpful and important to all of us as parents and families and students in SFUSD. I wanted to comment on a couple of things. First, on the public comment, I'd like to uh, second Selena's comment about keeping Zoom. And there are a lot of people who can't make it. It's hard to make it to these meetings. And I would also strongly, strongly advocate for keeping an early public comment time. I um, appreciate Commissioner Fisher's concerns. I think that most regular parents find it almost impossible to come and comment here. And if there isn't a solid, consistent time for commenting, you're not gonna get them. I've seen people leaving this room who couldn't comment because of these kinds of issues. The other thing I wanted to comment on is the facilities announcement about hiring a communications head to promote an upcoming planned bond. I'm really troubled by this. I'd like to know whether bond money is gonna be used for it and why this isn't being done by the regular communications department at SFUSD. We have a whole department for this. Thank you. Thank you. President, President Bogus, could you clarify um, whether what's happening, are we losing our Zoom option or is that? As of right now, there is no expectation for us to end Zooms. I do know a lot of other school districts have started to move away from the practice the further we get um, from the COVID lockdown. Um, and so I think that's something to just keep in mind for us. Uh, but definitely any kind of thoughts or suggestions around public comment, please feel free to give public comment about them or direct it to me or board staff. We would love to see what's going to work best and try to find uh, the best fit. Um, and so with that, I think we will transition to our virtual participants who might have hands raised for public comment on non-agenda items. So we will go to our virtual participant. Seeing one hand raised, uh, we'll be taking public comment um, for virtual participants at this time. Each speaker will have one minute to speak. Can we please have that repeated in Spanish and Chinese? Buenas noches. Para aquellos participantes de forma virtual, tienen un minuto para hacer su comentario público de cosas no agendadas en la junta. Gracias. 各位家長,我們現在是網上的公眾發言時間,就是就是這個疫情項目的網上發言時間,每人有一分鐘,你如果想發言的話,請在網上那裡舉手不該。Thank you. Charles, go ahead, please. Yes, thank you. Um, I, I would like to discuss um, a non-agenda item tonight, um, the money for teacher raises and staff raises. There is money in the district and I would like to direct the public, the Board of Education and the superintendent to some resources. The first is Paul Gardner's SF Ed Up. It's a substack that offers critical discussion of school capacity and class size. The analysis is key if we are to right size the district for declining enrollment. And the second resource is the audit of central office expenditures by SFUSD compared to its peers called by Hillary Ronan and conducted by the board, uh, budget and legislative analysis office from January 10th of this year. Just one example, an instructional and supervision administration, SFUSD spent over $100 million compared to less than $30 million for peers. What percentage raise could teachers and other staff be offered with just this 70 million recurring funds? I think by the narrative that there are not enough funds for teacher raises in, the raises in the budget, it needs to be restructured to put classrooms first. Thank you. I want to welcome everyone back and hope everyone has a wonderful start to the school year. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. 
that concludes our public comment for our virtual participants. Okay, and with that, why don't we go to comments on agenda items and maybe we'll start with our virtual participants and see if we have hands there, then we'll close out with people uh, in person. for our virtual participants, please raise your hand if you would like to give your public comment on agenda items. Each speaker will have one minute to speak. Buenas noches para aquellos participantes de forma virtual. Por favor, levanten la mano para hacer comentarios eh, sobre cosas que están escritas en la agenda. Tienen un minuto. Gracias. Thank you for uh, allowing me to comment again. Uh, this is a comment about the SIPSA site plans. Uh, as a member of a site council, I am very proud of how much our plan at Balboa aligns with the LCAP priorities but there is an elephant in the room with site funding. According to Paul Gardner of SF Ed Up, uh, high schools are being shortchanged $1,200 per student of this funding. This is from SF is starving its high schools in April of 2022. Balboa's high school just went through the accreditation process and wants to develop a seven or eight schedule for better service students. But that would cost an additional one. $2 million in funding, which would already be there if the LCAP funding supposedly serves. Instead, it goes to hardly under-enrolled elementary schools. Please, we need to live up to the LCAP priorities outlined by the districts in the site plans. Close the small schools and give the money to high schools and funding programs that live up to what was written in the LCAP. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes virtual public comment for agenda items. Thank you. And now we'll see if we have any cards turned in for in-person public comment on agenda item. There are none. Okay. Uh, and with that, then we will close out public comment. And we will uh, transition into uh, our consent calendar. Um, and I will actually call on the superintendent to um, introduce the item. We need to move it first. I'll move, move it in the meantime. I'll move it. Yeah. I'll second. Thank you. I just shared something. Uh, um, so normally it's consent, the board uh, president moves, or the board members move consent, and then we just vote on on the consent. But I, as we start in the new school year, I did want to talk for a moment about consent and actually walk the public through uh, what we've done. Because again, going to that, back to that notion of wanting to be welcoming, accessible, and have information be transparent and clear, we're um, working based on feedback we've received from, from commissioners and the public on how to make the uh, business that the board is doing clear to the public. And so one of those areas that we worked on this summer was on how we organized our consent agenda. And so I just wanted to speak to that a little so people are aware moving forward what it's like. So 
consent agenda is for um, routine items that don't require a discussion. And um, some of them you see every month and others are, and they might be something you see once in a while. And in the past, we had numerous different consent agendas, um, uh, consent uh, you know, items, and really the idea is to have one consent calendar that the board can take action on. And so, um, so what we did is we organized the consent calendar to have one, to be one calendar uh, with all the items in it, but we recognize there's a lot of items in consent. And sometimes it was hard to figure out where an item was. And I'd even hear like, it seemed like it was intentional that something was buried in the middle of the consent calendar. And really it, uh, it, that was not the intent. And the, our board docs has limited, um, some limited capacity to organize things. So what we did is, is first we'll always have first this consent calendar organization. So then you could see there's like a table of contents of what's going to be in the consent calendar. And then we separate out the um, different sections. So here, like you see, number three is general consent items. That's not the, uh, that that then will list the ones that aren't the um, you know the personnel consent items, right? So you can start to see uh, and more easily find those items. And then um, another one, which was uh, you know always challenging, is we do have a lot of contracts for different service providers, uh, and that's something. Um, we'll be reviewing this year and but we wanted to be clear about well who are the service providers we have and uh, sometimes even you know commissioners would ask you know where is this fitting in with everything else we've approved so what you will see under the consent um, under the the contract item is you'll see uh, we're going to have a running report of the professional services that we provide and then um, uh, so you, that have been approved each year so you could see that and then as we do these, we'll continue to improve based on feedback we got. So for example, we list the, the uh, service provider, the amount, as well as like the fund and the resource and a few other numbers, which maybe not everybody knows what those numbers mean. So we need to have a little uh, a key to understand like what is the resource that's saying whether it's general fund, uh, unrestricted general fund or a different uh, uh, funding source and like the organization is where actually it's located. So we'll continue to, to refine this, but felt like this is important um, uh, to share. And, and again, for those, uh, we heard some comments about our finances and budget. We do have a, a workshop on August 29th where we're going to talk about our resources and how we can organize them to best support our work towards our goals and guardrails and provide the opportunities our students uh, need and deserve. Um, anyways, then the last thing is, so like I said, there used to be different consent um, calendars and then like, so school plans are a routine um, process that districts, the schools are required to go through. They're required to be presented to the board, but boards not only are not expected to like read through everyone and, and uh, provide feedback on everyone, but as long as school site councils are compliant with the, with the requirements, um, you know, then their plan is supposed to move forward because they, it's set up to give the school some autonomy on managing their funds, particularly their Title I funds. They get to, to say that. Again, as long as it's within uh, in compliance. And so we have that as a consent item. Um, uh, again, it's, it's routine, but do want to highlight uh, some shifts we made for with the school plan. So if you did see them, I was, I was uh, pleased to hear our parents speak about the pride they have in how aligned it was to where we're going as a district. That was very intentional. And so last year, after the goal, the board approved its goals and guardrails, 
we presented those at our annual school site summit and also updated the template so that schools were writing actions to their goals. And then this year, uh, we started the year with every school getting a goals and guardrail targets report that lays out the goal and then where their school needs to make some improvement. And so, again, I, I've talked about this a lot, but the board had a very healthy debate about do we adopt universal goals or targeted goals? Because we really, if we are about educational equity, uh, which we are in this district, you know, we need to highlight where we have to make growth. But we also, one of our values is being united. So I know the board uh, adopted universal goals, but we're taking a targeted approach. So you could see here in the school that, that like there's the targets that the, that the school needs to meet. So even if they're above the district average, we're still expecting our schools to meet those targets and to work with the students in their schools who still need to uh, show improvement. And so, um, and then this year, uh, we're going to not wait till March to have uh, uh, our first interaction with school site councils, but to connect with them in the fall um, and to share more about our district's efforts district-wide around uh, our strategies to meet the goals and guardrails, and then be able to establish some ways to you know, have two-way communication where we're sharing our plans, but we're also hearing from our school sites about their efforts and what we can learn from that. So I just wanted to highlight, so again, while SPSAs are routine, um, uh, felt in, in explaining how the consent agenda worked, these, these would be uh, a few areas that would be important to highlight, like the SPSAs or the contract report. So thank you. From now on, we'll just do our consent agenda as usual, but just wanted to, to share that. Okay, thank you. If folks have additional questions about changes to our agenda and how we're doing a consent calendar, feel free to reach out to the board office or the superintendent and we can give more clarity, just trying to make the meetings more, trying to make the meeting shorter, more efficient and a better use of everyone's time and really hoping that these changes kind of reflect that. Uh, and if not, please let us know. Uh, and so with that, I think we will move on to uh, see if there's any items withdrawn or corrected by the superintendent. No. All right, then I will call for a roll call on the consent count. Can I just, are we allowed to make a comment yeah. on the consent? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just wanted to express my appreciation for um, you pointing out the SIPSAs and what's different this year, because that has been something that this board has consistently asked for with change. And I'm especially um, happy to hear that our school sites councils will be engaged with at the start of the academic year so that, um, and, and there will be regular opportunities for two-way communication with the district around um, progress and gathering of feedback and um, communicating that to the board. So that is a real shift. And I want to say thank you for that. And for people who are interested in that, a lot of what you were um, sharing, the superintendent was just sharing is in item number five of the consent calendar. So um, I just wanted to express appreciation. Okay. And um, I also think that organization of the consent calendar makes the meetings much more accessible for students, especially just because the point of the school board is to serve all the staff and students of the school. And I think this definitely, at least for me personally, I'm already having an easier time understanding the general processes of this meeting. I appreciate that. And I want to just then acknowledge how you come prepared because I know when we met, you shared you have looked at previous board meetings and we're 
watching those. So she knows of what she speaks because she was she's a prepared student board member. <laughs> right. Thank you for that comment. Um, and so before we have our roll call vote, I would just like to note that I'm going to be recusing myself from item 75 on the consent calendar um, as we vote. And so now we'll go to our, our roll call vote. Thank you, President Bogus. So on the consent calendar, Student Delegate Simpson. Yes. Thank you. Student Delegate Toe. Yes. Commissioner Alexander. Yes. Commissioner Fisher. Yes. Commissioner Lamb. Commissioner Matomedy. Yes. Commissioner Sanchez. Yes. Vice President Wiseman Ward. Yes. Thank you. And uh, President Bogus with the recusal from number 75. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Success. Thank you. Uh, and with that, we will go to item H, our action items, and I will call on the superintendent to report on item H1. Yeah. Uh, so this is an agreement we have with the teletherapy uh, provider. And again, appreciate our, our new process where there's questions that come in ahead of time. We provided some initial information, but I know Commissioner Fisher, Commissioner Alexander wanted some additional information. Uh, and, you know, I, our concern wanting to make sure that we're providing services uh, in a way that they're accessible to the students and that meet their needs. So I don't know if you had any additional comments on this item. Um, well, first of all, thank you, Superintendent. I appreciate uh, your responsiveness. I would also um, like to appreciate our head of special education, Jean Robertson, and her responsiveness. Um, the the reason that I had asked, and I think that Commissioner Alexander had agreed with me to pull this, was um, this is a contract for teletherapy services. And um, we have a dire staffing crisis, and we are not providing FAPE to all of the students in our district. We recognize that. Um, and I really do appreciate the creativity of our special education department and staff for um, thinking outside of the box. I just wanted clarification, and I, the way it has been explained to me, but I'm hoping that we can clarify and take any ambiguity out of it, is this contract is about providing potential tel teletherapy to students who are not in our schools. We do have a lot of students experiencing school refusals. We have a lot of students who are in limbo as we wait for space to open up at the, the non-public schools that they've been assigned to, things like that. Um, so we do have students who aren't in school to be observed as part of their assessment, for example, right? Or um, for some reason, aren't willing to come to school sites to be assessed. Um, so I think that this kind of contract would be appropriate in those situations. But I would like clarification that these services will not be provided via virtual hybrid content to anyone who is in one of our physical schools or that these assessment services will not be used to assess students who are in our schools because that just from our obligation to meet the ed code is problematic. All students who are assessed a part of the part of the assessment process per ed code is an observation as part of it. Can't really observe from a computer, <laughs> right? Um, making sure, and many of the assessments that are amazing um, assessors use are not normed to be done via teletherapy. So um, I'm just, I wanna make sure that we're being creative and we're following ed code. 
Um, so that's the clarification I'm hoping for here. Um, uh, yes, I can confirm that. And as you shared, it's the program is a HHI home hospital instruction. So we do actually have some students who are in in, in the hospital uh, and others who are home, as you said. But uh, and so uh, and I believe this. We also, you know, not I believe we because these are special education services. We note who then the provider has provided those services to. So it's something we can be able to track uh, in case. Because you're right, we do. You know, we're struggling with staffing, so there's, you know, we want to be creative, but we don't want to go outside the bounds, and so we'll be able to follow up uh, to see that it's serving the students who we uh, said would it would serve uh, when uh, in this agreement. All right, so then uh, it, as long as that is indeed the case, I'm willing to move forward and vote yes on this. If there's any ambiguity at that, I would request that we table it until that can be clarified. No ambiguity. One, one other thing, too, what you're also approving right now is the master service agreement, and then we do do individual service agreements, so that's where the there's the other level of oversight and accountability, because uh, that's actually then what lays out what I was saying of who gets who to whom these services are provided. Thank you. Um, could I get a motion a second on this particular action? I so moved. Second. Thank you. Do we have any additional comments or questions from commissioners at this point in time? Seeing none, this is a point of the meeting in the past where we would ask for public comment. We don't do that anymore. Just want to remind people about that, even though I know it's a little controversial. Um, seeing no comments, finishing with the presentation from staff, it looks like we are at a place where we can have a roll call vote, Mr. Steele. Thank you, President Bogus. On the teletherapy item, Student Delegate Simpson? Yes. Great. Thank you. Student Delegate Toe? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Alexander? Yes. Commissioner Fisher? Yes. Commissioner Lamp? Excuse me. Commissioner Matamidi? Yes. Commissioner Sanchez? Yes. Vice President Wiseman Ward? Yes. President Bogus? Yes. Six eyes? Thank you very much. Uh, and with that, we will transition to item I, board member reports, uh, as well as appointments to advisory commissions. Uh, Commissioner Sanchez. Yes, I'm appointing uh, Sarah Brandt, B-R-A-N-T, to the PFCAC. Thank you. Commissioner Matamidi. This meeting's just moving so fast. It's hard for me to keep up, so thank you. Um, I'm also appointing two people to the PFCAC. I, uh, my first appointee is Emily Garvey, and my second is Carol Kosovar. I'm sorry, could you, you could send me the names. So I, I will send you the names correct. right now, so you don't have to spell. Thank you. <laughs> Commissioner Fisher. Um, I'm also appointing Rory Abernathy to the PFCAC. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Commissioner Alexander. And I'm reappointing Latoya Pitcher to the PFCAC. That's beautiful. And we'll also ask for all commissioners with appointments to make sure they are um, submitted to board staff um, so that we can make sure their names are correct in the minutes as we move forward. All right. Thank you for that scene. No more appointments or reports from commissioners. We will go to item J, which is an informational item on the quarterly report on Williams complaints and all the 
complaints that were filed by on the district, uh, but there is no presentation or discussion on that item. Um, and with that, we will move to item K, which is adjournment. Um, and this meeting is adjourned at 7.31 p.m. <laughs>